Welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. Whether you like to fish, enjoy talking about fishing, or just enjoy the fishing lifestyle, this is the podcast for you. So go grab yourself a cold drink or a hot cup of coffee, sit back, start tying up some fishing rigs, and enjoy the show. Well, hello, folks, and welcome to the Dieter Melhorn Fishing Podcast. I hope you're having a good day, whatever day it is that you happen to be listening to the show. Today, we're going to talk about the uh, walleye fishermen uh, that were caught cheating. There's a development in that story uh, that happened late last year is when it started, uh, the guys that were caught on video. We'll talk about that in a second. First, I want to thank all the regular listeners that keep coming back and listening to the show. Uh, I haven't put out a lot of podcasts lately. It's been hectic and busy between... Uh, uh, guiding and uh, working on some fishing videos here for the spring because it's getting busy with uh, people getting out on the water and I haven't put out as many podcasts so I apologize for that but got a couple of them out here the last one I put out you may have seen that was about the uh, tragedy up on Hooper Reservoir uh, northeast of Columbus, Ohio, where the Catfish Tournament Angler uh, was killed there in uh, some high winds during a storm uh, during a tournament. And uh, go check that out uh, if you haven't checked it out. it's a, There's a video version on my YouTube channel. There's also an audio version on here. Uh, there's a GoFundMe set up for him that was set up by the family. And uh, if you feel so moved, uh, contribute to it. It's a tragic story. Uh, it's something we're going to revisit later on and talk about. Um, it was avoidable. Uh, and um, a lot of these situations are avoidable. Uh, but we're going to talk about some safety stuff, just some things uh, when you're out there on the water, uh, just to keep in mind and be cognizant of, uh, especially for people that are fairly new to boating and boating out on these major waterways during some of this inclement weather. And uh, we'll talk about that in some future podcasts and some future shows, but go check that one out. But we're back here, so anybody that's new, thanks for stopping by and listening. Uh, if you're not familiar, uh, there was a cheating scandal that happened in a walleye fishing tournament. Um, I'm not a walleye fisherman. I would love to do it at some point, uh, but it's kind of a upper Midwest lake erie great lakes area kind of thing we don't have them i think there are some here in the south and a couple of reservoirs uh that they were stocked into but not a lot but um in this tournament these tournaments are a big deal there's a lot of money uh in these things a lot of money riding on them it's very big it's as big a local thing i say local it's regional uh, as catfish tournaments are here in the south, uh, or crappie fishing tournament. So, big money in these things. Two guys were caught um, stuffing weights, lead weights, into the stomachs of these fish that they were weighing in. Now, it had been alleged by local anglers that this had been going on for a while, uh, but they had never been criminally charged. There were things, some things that happened with some lie detector polygraph test, voice stress analysis that was questionable, but no charges were ever brought in any of these cases. And uh, finally, during one of these tournaments, what happened was they were weighing in fish that were physically about the same size in length uh, as the other fish that were being weighed in. The problem was the weight was significant, significantly more for each fish and anybody that's fished a tournament whether it be bass crappie catfish anything out there if you've done it enough and you've fished enough 
most anglers can look at a fish and go, that fish is pretty close. When you get into reservoirs, this really comes into play when you start talking about bass fishing and crappie fishing to where you have fish that are in a very narrow length range. Uh, you know, maybe it's bass and they're 16 to 18 inches where you're fishing and there's a lot of them. Or, you know, it's crappie and they're 12 to 14 inches. Most of the guys that are experienced are very good at looking at those fish and going, oh, that fish weighs two pounds. That fish weighs two pounds. He, he's two, maybe two, four. And the same thing in the walleye world. These guys know pretty much that these fish, whatever length they are that are being caught, uh, are a certain, you know, weight. Uh, you know, it's one thing when you get one that's, let's say they're catching them all 26 inches and then you have one that's 30. Okay, that's a significantly larger fish. It's going to be a different weight. What happened was they were looking at these fish and they were going, wow, they're weighing a pound and a half more than a fish of a similar size. So they weighed their fish in, they entered them, tournament owner or tournament director comes over, takes a knife, cuts open the bellies of one of the fish, and boom, there are lead weights, fishing weights inside of these fish, along with some fish fillets, uh, which were fillets off of other walleye. Uh, at this point, he cuts open another fish, finds the same thing. This is all over the internet. There's videos of it everywhere. It's going viral. I mean, it's been seen millions of times. This made the evening news. As a matter of fact, the copy I've got from what happened uh, here Monday is from CBS Evening News. So this is something that got uh, not only nationwide news attention, but worldwide news attention. This stuff was being seen and shown all over the world. So pretty big deal. So what ends up happening is these guys are in court on Monday. They were charged late last year uh, with several felonies and misdemeanors for some of the things going on. Now, it's important to say that this only relates to this one tournament. None of the other times, past tournaments, where they won, and they won a lot of tournaments, they won a lot of stuff, they won a lot of money. None of these charges pertain to any of that. It pertains to this one event. And I'm going to read this from the CBS Evening News report on this. And it says, The two men accused of stuffing fish with lead weights and fish fillets in an attempt to win thousands of dollars in Ohio were pleaded guilty Monday to charges including cheating. They showed up in court. They entered their plea. They pleaded guilty. Uh, the two guys, Jacob Runyon, and Chase Kaminsky, they're both, one is from Ohio, one is from Pennsylvania. Uh, they were the ones who, the two guys that were involved in it. Uh, this came from back in September, like I said, and it's finally made its way to court. Now it says, as part of the plea deal, Runyon and Kaminsky pleaded guilty to cheating and unlawful ownership of wild animals and agreed to a three-year suspension of their fishing license. Now, this was the plea that was entered, and uh, this is a negotiation. If you don't know, there's always a negotiation in these deals between the prosecutor and uh, the defendants to come to some type of an agreement, so to speak, uh, to settle this without going to trial. One, the state doesn't want to tie up the time and money into an expensive trial over some fish and wildlife charges, uh, and the men don't want to take the gamble on getting much more serious convictions with some of these felonies. So part of this agreement also involved Kaminsky 
giving up a bass boat that he had won that was worth $100,000. Now, what's interesting about this is, my understanding is, this is not tied to this tournament at all. But it is tied to some of the tournaments where there were questions and allegations about cheating. So it's interesting that he gave up this boat, and I think this may have been some things to avoid digging deeper into this. Uh, now, both men are scheduled to be sentenced May 11. The sentence has not been handed down. This is just, you know, at this point, it's legal wranglings, offering some stuff up, and we're going to see what the judge does on May 11. It says in this CBS News report, prosecutors plan to recommend a sentence of six months probation and later ask for expungement of their convictions if they successfully complete probation. That's interesting that they're asking for an expungement of all this. Uh, uh, this has obviously made the fishing social media world already. Um, and the, the, the reaction is very, very negative uh, in, in that it's a very light sentence. And it's interesting that outside of giving up the boat, which is basically nothing out of their pocket, there is no monetary fine, compensatory fine, uh, restitution, or anything else mentioned in this. Now, with that said, it's going to be up to the judge to decide what the sentence is going to be. And some of that stuff could be added in once they are actually sentenced in all this deal. Uh, you know, it goes on to say here, the plea is Kaminsky's first step toward moving on with his life and taking full responsibility. Uh, you know, the guy... I mean, his face is plastered all over the place, and I don't know what impact that had on his, you know, his, his life and where he's at and everything, but it was probably pretty significant. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what happens with the loss of fishing license. Um, that is um, something that generally does not extend outside of the state that you're in, the outside of the state of where this sentence is imposed. So it'll be interesting what plays out with that. It'll be interesting to see if it's only three years, too. Um, you know, that's the thing with some of these these wildlife violations. While it really infuriates and pisses off those of us who abide by the laws and do what we're supposed to and, you know, try to do what's right, uh, it makes us mad when somebody like this gets conviction. We expect more to happen to them. Um, but the fact of the matter is most of these sentences are, are based on sentencing guidelines. And these are things that are in place. Uh, a judge or jury just doesn't have the, you know, they, they can't execute somebody for doing this. They can't put them in prison for 10 years for doing something like this. There are guidelines in place that kind of, outline and dictate what should happen here. So they're operating within those parameters and controls of what they got to do there. You know, the other thing people have brought up is, well, they cheated in other tournaments. Well, we don't know that. Uh, it, it, is it likely? Quite possibly. Uh, there are a lot of people who have very strong feelings about that. I wasn't there. I don't know. I don't know what happened in any of these other ones. But there's a lot of people with a lot of strong feelings and convictions and believe that they should have been charged in some of these other ones. The cold hard truth is it would be virtually impossible to get a conviction or anything else in something that happened, you know, happened two years ago, year before that, without any proof like they had in this situation. This was the time 
when it all came to a head and they cut those fish open and they found weights in them. Had they done that in these other tournaments, you might have something, but it's hard to go back and convict anybody or punish anybody or sentence anybody for anything that may or may not have happened. The bottom line is uh, that, you know, it's good that they finally got them. And I commend the tournament director for actually, uh, you know, stepping up and, and, and taking that risk on cutting those fish open because it's almost, I mean, it's a gamble. You know, you cut those fish open and there's nothing in them. You know, you're probably never going to do that again. You know, I mean, you kind of did your thing and, you know, uh, and I don't know. It was, it was a gamble. Probably felt them, knew something was up, but I'm glad it was done. I'm glad it happened. And, uh, you know, it, it, we'll see what happens in May when they're sentenced. Uh, nobody's in jail. They're all out on bond and going about their normal lives and that kind of thing. So uh, we've talked about this before. It's, uh, you know, cheating has happened before in fishing tournaments. It will happen again in fishing tournaments. Uh, there are people who feel that, you know, most of the time, the people who are cheating don't need the money. That's the amazing part. Uh, while there's significant money involved here, uh, for most people who have cheated, um, you know, it, it, it's an ego thing. It's about, you know, being the man, getting some recognition, uh, being on top, being, you know, uh, you know accepted, uh, you know, held in high esteem. It's a lot of ego. And that's where most of the places where people cheat, that, that's most of the reason that people get into this and get into cheating. Uh, personally, I think the vast majority of fishermen out there are honest and would not cheat, uh, that their, their dignity, uh, who, who, you know, how they feel when they're done at the end of the day is far more important than the recognition they get in, you know, what looks like a win. So, but with that said, it will happen. It happens again. Sometimes it's very, uh, you know, it's very flagrant. And sometimes it's subtle. Uh, I'll give you some examples. Uh, one of our local tournaments here in the Carolinas had an issue with people busting through no wake zones. Not a horribly big deal. It is a, you know, it is a violation. It, it is a ticketable offense. Uh, you know, does it create a an advantage? Yes, to a certain extent it does, because if somebody speeds through a wake zone, somebody behind them doesn't, that person's getting an advantage and getting to a place, say there's a super secret great spot. Say you're fishing a small reservoir that fishes very small, there's only a few good areas. It does give you an advantage of getting somewhere first. Uh, there are other things that people are disqualified in tournaments that don't really give you a competitive advantage. You may have just screwed up. Something may have went wrong. Let's say your lights go out on the boat and uh, you know, you're basically operating a boat illegally then if you're running at night. You could be disqualified for that in a tournament. Uh, you know, there's other little things, but they don't really give you a competitive advantage. Uh, sometimes that stuff happens. In this situation, this is obviously they were they were cheating they would put those weights in there and uh you know they were doing it on purpose it's interesting how somebody gets to that point uh that they want to do that but it's human nature so and like i said it will happen again it'll happen at all levels of fishing uh, i believe some places it is harder to do that it's one of the reasons i'm a big proponent of uh catch photograph video 
live release type tournaments to where you have to catch these fish on camera live and you know you know it's not so much about the weight maybe it's the total number of fish uh total length of all the fish something like that makes it a lot harder to cheat sure it can still be done but as far as being able to catch fish in advance that are bigger put them in a tank bring them to weigh in that type thing it's a lot harder to pull off so uh, hopefully you know in the end it makes people a little more just you know aware that this kind of stuff can happen uh, they'll be a little more on the lookout for it uh, you know they'll keep an eye out uh, you know there's always going to be some people that are going to be accused of it just because they're good and uh, you know we've seen that before you know you will get somebody that wins is on a winning streak and the first thing you're going to hear out of people is they're cheating uh, and it may or may not be true um, but Eventually, there's some people out there that are going to do it, and I think they stick out, to be perfectly honest. The people who get busted, I think, stick out, and I think their actions and just their, I don't know, their body language, how they act, uh, their attitude, I, I think you can tell more. Uh, I, I think you can read into that a lot. Not everybody can see it, uh, but I think if you got a good read on people, you can tell who the ones are the ones that are shady. So anyway, that's enough with my rant and ramble on this. I just wanted to bring you guys up to date on what was happening on this stuff. Most people are seeing it online. This is not getting as much attention now as it did when it first came out. Uh, but it will be interesting what happens on May 11th as far as what happens with their sentencing and everything. So stay tuned. We'll see what's happening. Until then, let's all go fishing. And I hope to catch you guys out on the water.